You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, Logging the Boys. Welcome to the pregame Dallas Cowboys Arizona Cardinals edition. This is the official Dallas Cowboys pregame show presented by SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. Your home for the best Dallas Cowboys coverage in the world. I am RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from Blogging the Boys, and you hear me all over our Blogging the Boys podcast network. This is the podcast network, and for those of you that are new around here, we want to make sure you understand exactly what we offer. This is our pregame show. Obviously, the Cowboys are going to play a game uh, tomorrow. This is Sunday likely when you were listening to this but maybe you're listening to this on Monday but the Cowboys playing on Monday Night Football this week and um, we have multiple shows all the time here on the podcast network for you to always stay up to date on everything going on with America's team we are available on all major podcast networks Apple devices Spotify all the others obviously those are the two big hitters in the podcast world search for blog on the boys subscribe leave a rating write a review those things are very 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 much appreciated every morning we keep you updated with the Ocho a little bite-sized edition of the latest in the world of the Dallas Cowboys. And then every afternoon, we give you a meteor show. On Mondays and Fridays, you get Girls Talking Boys with Kelsey Charles and Meg Murray. On Tuesdays, you get the 750 with two-time Super Bowl champion Tony Casillas and myself. Wednesdays, we offer you Talking the Star with Connor Livesy, Dalton Miller, and Cole Patterson. Thursdays, you get Broadcasting the Boys with Ari Temkin and Roy White. As mentioned, GTB is on Friday as well. And on Saturdays, before you get the pregame, you get Cowboys with Mauricio Rodriguez, an entirely Spanish-spoken show talking about Los Vaqueros. But this is the pregame. The Cowboys, again, scheduled to play on Monday Night Football this week, the second of two games currently scheduled to take place on Monday as we continue to navigate the very unique season that is 2020 for the NFL. Uh, Bills Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills and Kansas City Chiefs, will take place a little bit before. There will be some overlap, so apologies uh, if you want to watch that game in its entirety, but we all know that when the uh, dun 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 drops, that it's uh, it's time for the Cowboys to kick off. Now, um, obviously, the Cowboys are about to begin a game without Dak Prescott for the first time in almost five years. Uh, the last time that a quarterback, somebody other than Dak Prescott, uh, the last time, if I could get you know get the words right here, the last time a non-Dak Prescott quarterback started a game for the Dallas Cowboys was January third, two thousand and sixteen. That was the current Dallas Cowboys offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, when the Dallas Cowboys hosted Washington in a meaningless Week 17 game. He threw for over 400 yards. It was a great fantasy football day. Maybe you want a title off of that, but it's been a long time, and I tweeted this out on Saturday. I am on Twitter and Instagram at RJ Ochoa. The last time that the Dallas Cowboys played a game without Dak Prescott as their starting quarterback, a lot of things were different in our world. A lot of things were different in the sporting world. Check this out. Last time, someone other than Dak Prescott started at quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Number one, Derrick Henry 
who just threw the greatest stiff arm anybody has ever seen on Josh Norman on Tuesday Night Football a few days ago. Derrick Henry had just won the Heisman Trophy. That's how long ago it was. Uh, last time someone other than Dak Prescott started at quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, Leonardo DiCaprio had yet to win an Academy Award. That's right. Leo had not won his only Oscar yet. Uh, that's how long ago this was. Last time someone other than Dak Prescott started at quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, Leicester City's improbable win of the English Premier League had not happened yet. By the way, congratulations to my Manchester United on the incredible 4-1 win over Newcastle on Saturday afternoon. Two more for you. Last time someone other than Dak Prescott started at quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, LeBron James, he of the Los Angeles Lakers who just captured his fourth title this past week. In fact, a week ago today, he had not even captured his third title. That's right. LeBron James had yet to win the title that he would go on to win with the Cleveland Cavaliers last time that someone other than Dak Prescott started at quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. And finally, one more time, last time someone other than Dak Prescott started at quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, the Chicago Cubs' World Series drought was still ongoing. The 2016 year was a magical one for the sporting world. Uh, you know, 2016 was the year of 3-1, the Warriors, as mentioned, with LeBron, and of course, uh, Cleveland in a different capacity against the Chicago Cubs with that 3-1 lead. But the Dallas Cowboys are 2-3, and trying to get to 3-3, and but the Arizona Cardinals stand in their way. They are 3 and two. This is, of course, the return, the homecoming, however you want to look at it, for a couple of Arizona Cardinals. Number one, quarterback Kyler Murray, who obviously is very famous in terms of Texas high school football. I went to Texas A&M University, and they are currently playing while I am taping this, but I am confident that they will make my Saturday an incredible sports one and get that dub over Mississippi State as well. Of course, Cliff Kingsbury also has some Texas ties to Texas A&M University at that. Shout out to Johnny Manziel and the 2020. 12 Heisman Trophy winning season that he had. Uh, but so, you know, this this offense that the Arizona Cardinals are bringing to town is one that a lot of people were really excited to see as soon as Cliff Kingsbury joined the Cardinals after leaving Texas Tech a little bit over a year ago. Now, Kyler Murray obviously won a Heisman Trophy of himself. This is, uh, you know, the Cowboys are, are facing a lot of uh, Heisman Trophy winners in 2020. You look at it, this is the first one that the Cowboys will be facing because they faced Jared Goff, and he was very good, obviously. They faced Matt Ryan. He's very good, won an MVP. They faced Russell Wilson, who obviously won a Super Bowl. They obviously faced Baker Mayfield, who actually was the first Heisman Trophy winner. There we go. Let's get things organized here. So Baker Mayfield, one of the Heisman Trophy winners the Cowboys would face. Daniel Jones did not win a Heisman Trophy, despite all of his successes at Duke, but Kyler Murray, number two. The Cowboys will also face Lamar Jackson later on this season, and of course, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, Joe Burrow. Um, so the Cowboys not only facing some Heisman Trophy winners this season, but the last couple of number one overall picks. When you look at Joe Burrow, you look at Kyler Murray, you look at Baker Mayfield, so lots going on. And of course, it uh, should be mentioned, Kyler Murray, just like Baker Mayfield, played with CeeDee Lamb, star Dallas Cowboys rookie wide receiver. Uh, but I, I don't know that, the, you know, we, we have talked so much this week about the Dallas Cowboys offense offense and Andy Dalton because this is the first game that the Cowboys will be playing without Dak Prescott and I wrote something on Saturday where I talked about um, you know it's it's hard in some ways and this this might sound weird but it's hard to get excited to watch the Dallas Cowboys and that's a weird sentence because they're our favorite team we all want them to win we all want to see them have success and you know we always enjoy watching them but Dak Prescott has been the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys for so long, as mentioned by the list that we just read. And so, you know, in, in the context of sports, that normal that we have known has been rattled. That normal has been changed. We have had the rug pulled out from our normalcy 
And so it's hard to get yourself hyped up to watch another Texas high school football legend in Andy Dalton. Um, but you know, I don't know that anybody has concerns in terms of when Andy Dalton's on the field. I think we all think that Andy Dalton is, is going to be able to have some success. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals playing without Chandler Jones, which is a huge loss for them defensively, one of the more underrated players in the NFL. Um, and so I don't, I don't think that it, it's hard to see the Cowboys offense not having success. It, it should also be said that the Cowboys will be playing the same five offensive linemen another week in a row, which is Again, it's not ideal to be operating without Tyron Smith, to be operating without Lyle Collins, to have a rookie in its center, although I think we're all excited about Tyler Biotish. Um, But there is something to continuity. And so I think we all think that the Cowboys offense is going to be fine, right? Hardly a group that's going to you know break the records or be on pace to break the records that it was for the first month of the season, but certainly going to be serviceable enough to win at the NFL level. Now, where things are obviously going to be difficult to get back to the point here is when the Cardinals are on offense, because Kyler Murray is so special. His running ability his ability to get out of the pocket, his ability to make players miss is unlike many players in the NFL, save for maybe Lamar Jackson. Uh, and, and by maybe, I mean, of course, Lamar Jackson. No disrespect, of course, to former fight in Texas Aggie, Kyler Murray. Um, how, how do you beat him? How, how do you beat Kyler Murray? I don't know. I, I, I truly don't. You know, Patrick Peterson uh, said this past week that the, the Cardinals were going to have to make Andy Dalton beat him, right? They're going to kind of sell out to stop the run. And, you know, th- that's something you kind of say at the bar, right? You know, uh, in, in olden times, uh, you, you say, you know what, we're, we're just going to take this away and we're going to make so-and-so beat us. And, and if they do, well, hey, they, they beat us, but we're not going to lose to this whatever, insert whatever you want here. And it seems like the Cardinals are, are operating that way, right? If Andy Dalton beats us okay cool he earned it and I think if you're the Cowboys if if Kyler Murray the passer beats you which is obviously a very good quarterback but if Kyler Murray the passer beats you so be it but you cannot let Kyler Murray run wild because that is the most obvious strength of his game he has obviously several but you cannot let that happen because that is that is the number one objective you know the Cowboys are at this time that we are talking here we're recording Saturday afternoon Uh, Mike McCarthy had his final press conference of the week he said that the arrows were pointing up in terms of Leighton Vanderish returning to the team remember he broke his collarbone in week one it is week five, excuse me, week six. It is week six, as in there have been five weeks since then. Um, you know, it is uh, unbelievable that Leighton Vanderish is seemingly ready to return to the game of professional football uh, after such an injury. But nonetheless, that seems to be the case because he is incredible. And obviously, Leighton Vanderish is going to help the Cowboys defensively. We have seen this defense play like literally one of the worst to ever play in the National Football League. And I, I think that you you have to sell out. You, you have to sell out to stop Kyler Murray. You have to keep Jalen Smith and Leighton Vanderish on their toes and make sure that Kyler Murray is not getting outside the pocket because if he does, we have seen, I mean, let's let's be real here. Last week, Evan Ingram, you know, had his way with Everson Griffin. Um, and so that was Evan Ingram. And so if Kyler Murray has an opportunity to, to get out in space, there's nobody on the Cowboys defense that I think myself or you or anybody else feels confident in being able to stop him. And so that has to be priority number one. And and if the Cowboys are able to do that, I, I think this is sort of a coin toss kind of game. Obviously, like I said, we're, we're optimistic, we're confident in the Dallas Cowboys offense, but I, I think I think the floor of it should be enough, right? I think we all feel that way. I mean, you know, obviously it could be better than we're anticipating. It could be worse. And that's going to massively shape our expectations for the future. But this game, speaking of the future, is the beginning of the most important um 
the, the important period of time that we will be able to study the Dallas Cowboys in some time. And how is that true? What does that mean exactly? Well, we know that the Dallas Cowboys have a new head coach in Mike McCarthy. We know that this has been an extraordinarily unique offseason that he hasn't had the normal opportunity that any normal head coach would have in his first year with the team to implement his things, to interact with his players, so on and so forth. You understand all of that. We also know that Mike McCarthy has lost a lot of players, and I've been critical of Mike McCarthy myself, and I think that we should all remember that when Mike McCarthy took the job as the Dallas Cowboys head coach, he had Travis Frederick as his starting center. He had Tyron Smith. He had Lyle Collins. He had Dak Prescott. He had Blake Jarwin. He had Leighton Vanderish fully healthy. He had Chita Bay Wuzi. He had all of these things going for him. He had Gerald McCoy. You know, think about that. I mean, obviously he didn't literally at the time, but you get my point. And that Gerald McCoy was the, the first free agent signing that the Cowboys made and was the first player that they lost for the season. And so part of that, you know, or all of that is part of being in the NFL, right? Adjusting, being able to handle what the season throws at you. That is true. And, and I'm not trying to say that Mike McCarthy is not, you know, responsible for anything or whatever. All I'm saying is let's, you know, the, the first month of things were very rocky for Mike McCarthy because of how much he had touted analytics and things like that. And I, I think that some of that criticism was and is fair, but he is operating with just, I mean, an entire, it, it's like speaking a different language in terms of what we all thought Mike McCarthy's team was going to look like because so much has changed, so much has happened. And so to get back to where I'm, you know, sorry, I started this point, we are going to learn so much about the Dallas Cowboys over the course of the next 11 and maybe more games. What does that mean? Well, we know, and I, I know that this is a weird way to put this, but Jason Garrett existed as this sort of safety net for all of us, right? And and for all of us, I mean Dallas Cowboys fans, because anytime anything happened, anytime anything went wrong, Jason Garrett was the face of the problems, right? Well, Jason Garrett needs to go. J Jason Garrett's a problem. The way, you know, Coach Clapper, he claps, blah, 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 right? That was always the number one reason for fault. We all have said that. We all have argued that. We all have talked with our families, our friends, whoever it may be. We have all had that conversation. That's gone. That is no longer uh, an excuse or uh, whatever you want to call it. Similarly, Dak Prescott has always existed as the face of accountability for the Dallas Cowboys. Anytime they didn't lose, Dak's not elite, can't pay him, whatever. Dak can't get it done. Dak this, Dak that. Look at Jared Goff. He took his team to the Super Bowl. Those conversations, however silly they've gotten at times, they have been had by all of us. And so now you've got Jason Guerin gone. You've got Dak Prescott gone. There is nowhere left to hide. Nowhere for certain players to hide. Nowhere for Jalen Smith and Demarcus Lawrence, who both rebounded and played very well last week. Nowhere for Everson Griffin. Nowhere for Chita Bayouza. Nowhere for Anthony Brown, who had the defensive touchdown last week. Nowhere for Ezekiel Elliott. Nowhere for, um, you know, Connor Williams. Nowhere for a number of people. Nowhere for Mike McCarthy. Nowhere for Kellen Moore while we're at it. Nowhere for Mike Nolan. Nowhere for any of these other people who are associated with the Dallas Cowboys in terms of making decisions on a weekly basis that affect the direct effect of this team from a football results standpoint. There is nowhere left for any of them to hide. This is going to teach us a lot about what the next half decade of the Dallas Cowboys are going to look like. Hopefully, Mike McCarthy and the rest of the Dallas Cowboys brain trust take the results that they yield from this season and sit down at some point in the offseason and say, okay, what did we learn when we didn't have Dak Prescott? 
Let's adjust. We liked this. Let's lean into that. We didn't like this. Let's get away from this because it is it is a focus group unlike anything else you can achieve in the NFL. It's an incredibly unfortunate circumstance that led to this point, but now you have to take this season for the learning opportunity that it is, and that starts on Monday Night Football against the Arizona Cardinals. Now, I have said all week long on different shows, on Monday Football Monday, the show I co-host on the SB Nation NFL show, and other podcasts you should subscribe to, again, available on all major podcast platforms, I think the Cowboys win. Um... I, I I do buy some of the let's do it for Dak, let's rally around this cause. I do buy some of that momentum, especially this being the the last game of the week in terms of you know everything that's currently scheduled. I I buy a lot of that. Um, I, I you know this game is um, almost on the one year anniversary. It's one day shy. You rewind last year after the Dallas Cowboys had lost to the New York Jets. Uh, things were bad. They were 3-3, three and three, and people were already obviously talking about Jason Garrett's job, etc. And they came home, and they just beat the tails off of the Philadelphia Eagles. And everybody kind of said and thought, wow, you know, they, they bounced back. And that's what those teams did, right? When, whenever the going got tough, they rallied for Jason Garrett. He was their sort of rallying cry because of how much they loved him, they respected him, etc. We, we've had those conversations as well. And so I think that this locker room has, has responded to that kind of adversity before. Dak Prescott is their unquestioned leader. He is their unquestioned face. He is he's their un questioned again to to say leader is is really not putting it strongly enough he is the unquestioned driving force of who they are as a football team as a football corporation and so I do think that there will be this rallying cry and I know there's no real data to support that but it's what I think and so I do think that the Cowboys win but Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What do the rest of our BTB staffers think? We have seven and change uh, opinions for you uh, today. Seven different audio clips is really what I'm, I'm trying to get at uh, from our staffers, uh, both on the site and that contribute to the podcast network to share here today, uh, because obviously this is the pregame. And so we want to let you know what everybody's thinking. And let's go ahead and get started. First up in terms of BTB staff predictions, let's talk to Danny Phantom. Danny Phantom predicted the Dallas Cowboys to get the dub over the New York Giants last week, just like everybody did. And obviously that did happen uh, in a bit of uh, um, obviously a bittersweet way, but what does Danny Phantom think will happen on Monday night when the Dallas Cowboys host the Arizona Cardinals? It's Dan Rogers on Twitter at DannyPhantom24. You know, when the Cowboys signed Andy Dalton, they got themselves a great life preserver, someone who could keep the team from sinking. The only problem is they weren't expecting to have a miserable defense pulling them down. 
Dalton has his work cut out for him, and while I expect him to look good at times, there will be moments where it will look like he's making his first start for his new team. The Cardinals offense seems to have all the right strengths in all the wrong places for this Cowboys defense. The thought of Kyler Murray zipping down the field or DeAndre Hopkins eating the secondary life does not bring about happy thoughts. I wish I could say I was more excited about this Monday night game under the lights, but I gotta admit, I'm pretty worried. The Cowboys are still making too many mental mistakes, and that will prove costly. I'm afraid this one could get a little messy. Cardinals double up the Cowboys, 34-17. Truth be told, it's hard to disagree with literally anything that Danny said. Um, I, I that It could go that way, and it, it, could, it could be a... This feels like rock bottom, you know, middle of the third quarter, right? Kind of staring around like, wow, we are going to have a long fall and winter. And I don't know, maybe maybe that's how you feel. Maybe you're more optimistic. And I don't think Danny's pessimistic. I think Danny is analyzing the game objectively because that is a legitimate possibility because we simply do not know enough about the Andy Dalton-led Dallas Cowboys. But um, nobody gasses up the Cowboys like girls talking boys. What do Kelsey Charles and Meg Murray think is going to happen on Monday night? GTB Nation in the house giving you our game predictions. Meg, we've talked about on the shows this week. They might be undercover scary. And by they, I mean the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm like I'm not looking forward to this. Between Kyler Murray literally being undefeated in ATG Stadium, DeAndre Hopkins being DeAndre Hopkins, and um, this Dallas Cowboys defense being this Dallas Cowboys defense, <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel good about our odds, you guys. I gotta be honest with you. Well, and especially without our X Factor, like I I haven't seen what Andy Dalton can do with this offense yet. I it's a little unproven to me. Um, it's scary. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Andy Dalton and Granted, you need some color commentary behind this stat, but he's six and twenty in primetime, two and five on Monday Night Football. We are playing the Cardinals on Monday Night Football. He was with the Bengals when he had that stat, so they only played in primetime when they were playing good teams who were going to beat them. So please take that in consideration. As Jerry Jones would say, give him some grace. But we are also a superstitious fan base. That's true. So I feel like. We have to give it some merit. Light your candles, fly your flags, wear your socks. Backwards and outwards, whatever you need to do, because we need to flip that stat around. So, that being said, I'm still a bit concerned because um, they are a good team, and I think that they are poised for a breakout game. And unfortunately, I think they're going to have it against our team. And I'm sorry, you guys. I do not think this Dallas Cowboys team is ruined for the season, but I don't think they're going to get the dub this weekend. I've got the Cardinals 34-27. We're going to lose. I'm sorry. I have us at 20, or 27-21 Cardinals with the win. Um, I don't even feel confident about that. I, I brought that up from – I earlier today I was at 13 for us, then I was at 14, and I was like, I guess I'll give us another I, – I don't feel good about it, y'all. Um <laughs> I don't feel good about uh, us against their secondary. Like, I just... No. None of it is good to me. No, I just, I feel concerned. And I just feel like we're going to have to take the dub. And we're going to have to regroup and move on. 
And that that's L all I gotta say about that. Is what you meant. Oh, I meant the dub upside down, which means an L, which doesn't mean anything. Which means an M. Yeah, which means an M, which means major loss. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what you can expect over on Girls Monday Soccer Night Boys. <laughs> Just go with it. Um, so yeah, Girls Soccer Boys, checking in here. We got two L's on this end of things. Sorry, y'all, but we're, we're L7 okay. weenies. I'm sorry. L7 weenies this week, but don't worry. We're coming back next week. Check in with us then. Maybe I'll feel better about life, but maybe not. Not looking good. Um, <laughs> starting to feel like I'm on a bit of an island here. Uh, you can listen to Girls Talking Boys every Monday and Friday here on the Blog of the Boys Podcast Network. Kelsey Charles and Meg Murray do a fantastic job. Uh, and they are two of the more optimistic Dallas Cowboys fans that you will find. So for them to feel like the Cowboys are going to take a loss uh, says a lot about where the team is. But obviously, we're at a very serious place here. Now, Kelsey touched on something that I think, again, this is not one of those things you can really measure, but it's it's one of those things that every Cowboys fan kind of feels in the pit of their stomach, um, that, that this could be the coming out party for the Arizona Cardinals and it does kind of feel like the Cowboys are a man maker right um not that Russell Wilson didn't have an MVP you know candidate worthy season happening before the Cowboys played the Seahawks but it feels like you know like like playing the Cowboys in that particular case for Russell was like hitting the nods right like like, like everything takes off to a larger extent playing the Cowboys like puts the Browns in national conversation um and so while people have certainly talked about and been high on the Cardinals to this point um a, a Monday night football win over the Cowboys would really elevate their status in the NFL I can very much see it as a coming out party in that particular capacity what does Mauricio Rodriguez think let's talk to him Mauricio give us some positivity please Hello guys, it's Mauricio from Cowboys. Hoy Cardenales contra Vaqueros. It's going to be a fun game. It's going to be an offensive game, I believe. And I just look at Christian Kirk, DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, and I just don't see who's going to stop them on the Cowboys. I, I do think that Andy Dalton is going to be able to move the ball with this offense, but I just don't see this defense stopping Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury at AT&T Stadium. So I'm taking the Cardinals by just one point. I'm going with a 28-27 scoreboard Cardinals. Definitely feeling like a homer right now. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's... Uh not the best feeling. Uh, and I want to I want to give you the listener because I love you full transparency. I don't listen to these until I'm editing the podcast, right? And I'm kind of going along and, and recording in between and stuff. So it's not like I recorded all of this knowing, you know, how everybody picked. Right now, I only know uh, Danny, Kelsey, Meg, and Mauricio's picks. I don't know what the rest of the people that we're going to hear from have to offer. So yeah, uh, feeling like I'm in quicksand a little bit. Um, Mauricio's right. I mean, th there are so many weapons on the Cardinals offense, which is what makes this kind of a scary game for the Cowboys. Always. Tom Ryle is next. Tom, please, I'm begging you, give us some bit of positivity. Tom Ryle here. Um, as I mentioned in another venue, this is more guesswork this week than anything because we don't really know yet for sure what Andy Dalton is going to be. We don't know if the, uh, the improvement of the Cowboys' defense is legitimate. We're hoping that the offensive line is going to come together and continue to improve their play. And we really, really are praying that they find some way to stop turning the blasted ball over. 
So this is a lot of guesswork, and this ain't the Giants. The Cardinals are a much better team, and Kyler Murray is going to be a problem. So I don't think the Cowboys are going to be able to pull this out, but I'm hoping they show some real progress in some areas and keep this competitive. I'm looking for uh, Arizona to win this game by about 31-27. to A little bit more positive there. Still a Cardinals prediction, but that made me feel better. Um, and and I agree with Tom, you know. And I said that earlier that this is this is a potentially, you know, it's an instructive type of loss if it's a or it should be if if the Cowboys lose, this should be a figure crap out game um, because there's so much unknown. And like Tom said, it's projecting, it's hoping, it's wishing to a certain degree. Th- this is in many ways the most difficult game that the Dallas Cowboys have played in some time. And I know that, you know, they've obviously played with backup quarterbacks in recent memory like Brandon Whedon and Matt Castle and, and, and the aforementioned Calamar. But this is different because they, they went out and got Andy Dalton specifically for this smash the glass, pull the emergency lever, worst case scenario. And so, you know, it's it's like when you practice the drills, right? You practice the drills, you know, the emergency drills for when the emergency happens and how effective are you at running them? Are you going to be legitimate and efficient and organized? Or are you going to be like that episode of The Office where they do the fire alarm smoke drill and you're just this incredible cluster? Uh, Dave Halpern is up next. I am the only person to have taken the Dallas Cowboys, and I don't know what he's going to do. Let's hear from him next. Hi, this is Dave Halpern. This week, I think that the Cowboys will come up short against the Cardinals. I think that the X factor in this game will be Kyler Murray and his ability to use his legs to convert first downs, especially on third downs. Uh, The Cowboys defense sometimes gets undisciplined, and I think this will be a problem in containing Murray. And the final score end up being something in the range of the Cardinals 31, Cowboys 24. I am mildly encouraged that everybody's picking the Cowboys to lose by like one possession. <laughs> you know, like it's not like we think this this team's getting routed, um, but this defense is bad, and and that should be said a lot. And it's not to make anybody feel bad. It's not to just pile on. I I said this stat. I don't know how many times last week, but it amazes me, so I'm going to repeat it again. The New York Giants entered their game against the Dallas Cowboys with three touchdowns on the season. Literally, through their first four games combined, they had scored three touchdowns. They hadn't scored a touchdown in week three or week four when they entered the game in week five. They scored three offensive touchdowns in one game, four quarters, not overtime or anything, four quarters against the Dallas Cowboys. They literally matched their season output in one afternoon against what is probably, definitely, most assuredly, the worst defense in the NFL. Um, look, everybody's mentioned Kyler Murray, and you know he's going to be a problem. Listening to Dave's point, I could legitimately see some sort of ridiculous stat popping up. You know, like I think it could be like maybe the the beginning of the fourth quarter, Kyler Murray picks up a, a first down on the ground and we see something like, I don't know, Kyler Murray picks up more first downs on the ground than any quarterback in a game in like the last 25 years. So, yeah, it, you know what I'm saying? Like something stupid like that. It, it totally seems possible. It totally seems realistic. Ari Temkin is up next. You can hear Ari every week on broadcast. And the boys, you can hear him right now dropping his winning Dallas Cowboys prediction. Let's find out. Ari Temkin of the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. You can catch me on the Cowboys pre- and post-game show. Of course, I'm broadcasting the boys Thursdays on the Blogging the Boys podcast network. 
and on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Ari Sports. And when you look at this matchup and how this Cowboys defense has played recently, whew, it's tough to think the Cowboys have much of a shot to stop Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, and that high-powered Arizona offense. However, there is a pretty high likelihood that Leighton Vanderash is back. And if he is back and healthy and playing at a high level, that's best-case scenario going up against a quarterback like Kyler Murray, who's having a fantastic season, and DeAndre Hopkins, who's the best receiver in football. Now, we will see how different and effective this Cowboys offense is. This has obviously been an extremely explosive offense behind Dak Prescott, so the first start of Andy Dalton under center. So we shall see if this Cowboys offense can catch up with the Arizona Cardinals def- with the Arizona Cardinals' explosive offense. So until I see what this Cowboys defense looks like, I'm just, I don't have much faith going into this Monday night game. So I'm picking the Cardinals to win this one. I hope I'm wrong, but until I see this Cowboys defense play more effectively, until I see this new Cowboys offense, just tough to know. And this Arizona offense is just too good. So we will see. I'm going to go Arizona 31, Cowboys 28. Arizona 31, Cowboys 28. All right. Kick it back to you, RJ. This is Ari Temkin of the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. Of course, make sure to catch the Cowboys pregame show starting at 4 on 105.3 The Fan and, of course, across the Dallas Cowboys radio network. As Ari mentioned, you can listen to him and the great Brian Broaddus on the official Dallas Cowboys pre- and post-game show on the Dallas Cowboys radio network. 105.3 The Fan, your home for the Dallas Cowboys. Make sure to check them out. They do a fantastic job. They'll also take calls and questions and things like that if you want to chat with them throughout the pre- and post-game show. Uh, and apparently, according to Ari and literally everybody else on the post-game show, uh, we'll be talking about a Dallas Cowboys loss. And look, I don't disagree with anybody here. Maybe I was just feeling optimistic. Um, you know, uh, Shiner Cheer is out now and so that is a nice thing and I was just kind of riding the wave of momentum sue me all right um we have one more prediction left it is from Tony Casillas two-time Super Bowl champion with the Dallas Cowboys you can hear Tony every Tuesday here on the blog of the voice podcast network on the 750 he and I chat every Tuesday of course this coming Tuesday we will chat uh the day after the Dallas Cowboys game will we be chatting about a win or a loss Tony my man don't leave me on this island this is Tony Casillas, co-host of the 750, and this is my prediction for Cardinals versus the Cowboys on Monday Night Football. First of all, they're going to have to do it without their franchise quarterback, Dak Prescott. But I feel confident that Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle, will do a tremendous job at that position. The question is, what can the defense do against a Cardinals explosive offense led by Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, and Larry Fitzgerald and company? That's going to be the question. So after the loss to Dak Prescott, the defense has got to realize that they're going to have to try to take up the slack. And there's got to be a pivot moment in their season. And to be able to do that, they're going to have to play a lot better on defense, eliminate the big points and explosive plays. Easier said than done. We shall see. With that, my prediction is this. The Cowboys will not be able to slow the high-octane offense led by Kyla Murray. Cowboys lose 28-24. I feel like a meme. I I really do. I feel like, I mean, there were eight people that I was standing outside the tunnel waiting for a high five from. And one by one, everybody ignored me. Now, I'm going to be real with you. If the Dallas Cowboys win, I will not be all, I told you, I told you, because I don't think they're going to 
you know, I don't think they have a great shot to win. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt that they are a group of, of players and a group of athletes and a group of people that are ready to fight. And maybe that's a Jason Garrettism, but I do trust that. Obviously, I acknowledge that the Arizona Cardinals are bringing with them an incredible offense with an incredible quarterback, and that that is in 10 out of 10 ways the more logically logical thing to, to you know, to ride. Um, it's appropriate that I botched the word logical. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, you, you heard from everybody. Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins. Last time the Cowboys played DeAndre Hopkins, it did not go well, and that was with Byron Jones on the field. Um, so, and, and I, I think that that's, you know, you heard every person say, that they don't trust this defense. And I, I want to go back to the point I had at the beginning of this, that we are going to learn a lot about this team, okay? We are going to learn a lot about this defense. Are these defensive players, the ones that the Cowboys have given second contracts to among them, can they get it done? Can they rally? Can they be the reason? Because if they can't, then we have to have some conversations in the offseason. But they have their opportunity now. And if they can't, if they are just as bad without Dak Prescott elevating them, then then why are we not paying Dak? And why are we paying anybody else if that's the case? Um, so I'm interested to see that. I'm interested to see how these players, how this team, how this staff responds. And I hope that it is in a winning variety, as everybody else does as well. Um, but that about does it for our, this episode of the pregame. Now, remember, because this game is taking place on Monday Night Football, this episode is dropping Saturday night, Sunday morning however you want to look at that hopefully you're getting a chance to listen to it maybe you're walking the dog in the gym driving to work whatever but because it is on monday night football you will get your normally scheduled episodes of the ocho early monday morning and girls talking boys and that episode will be fan monday kelsey and meg will do their best to put aside their objective analysis and hype up this cowboys game then you know in a way that only they can. Uh, then, of course, after the game, late Monday night, early Tuesday morning, we'll have our post-game show on the Ocho to talk about what happened. And then Tuesday afternoon, we'll recap everything that happened on the 7-5-0. Oh, but like I said, that does it for the pregame. I feel alone, but I'm with all of you, and that makes me feel a lot of happiness and a lot of joy. Let's get this dub. Let's get this dub. Let's please get this dub. We'll talk to you on Monday.